Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here today. It is the first day of a new month, and we're going to take a look at something I haven't looked at in a while. We're going to dive into Chinese stocks. Over the weekend, long weekend, I was looking at all kinds of opportunities, and Chinese stocks kept popping up. They're breaking out today. Big names are flying through the roof. I'm going to tell you which ones you need to put on your watch list if they're not there yet. All that, talking about the market, talking about cryptos, and a little more, coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Hello again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is, I'm double checking my computer. Hold on. It is June 1st. I, I have to check it because it's gone so darn fast. But it is Tuesday, June 1st. Uh, back to our regularly scheduled podcast, if you will, every Tuesday and Friday. Hopefully soon we'll be doing it every day, but uh, for right now, Tuesday, Fridays. I will tell you this. I mean, I, over the weekend, I took some time on Monday. Uh, as many of you know, I'm down in Nicaragua, so... Monday was not a holiday here, uh, but for me, obviously, being back in the States, the market was closed. But I did a lot of research on just charts and looking through them, you know, kind of my old school way of diving in, trying to find new ideas, especially since the market has pulled back quite a bit. A lot of the innovation companies, uh, innovative companies, growth companies. And what I found was there was something that kept popping up. And when you see something, you know, when a smoke, there's fire a lot of times. So I kept diving further and further into it. And Many of you know I'm a big advocate of investing in China, uh, regardless of how you feel about the country or what goes on or politics. That's all put aside for me when looking for investment opportunities. You keep that out of it. And I will tell you that uh, some of the growth potential around the world right now, um, a lot of it, I should say, comes from companies in China. When you marry that with the fact you look at valuations of some growth companies around the world, China always comes out on top as a great valuation based on the potential growth. So. I've always been a big uh, believer in China. I, I invest in different avenues of my work life in China. And, uh, you know, I was there a couple years ago uh, for the Stansbury event. I went over with them and it was, it was cool. Like it was uh, just getting to see how the growth is over there. And just, it's, it's not what you see on television. I feel like for anybody who's been over there who was over at the same time with me over there, it, it is, it, it's pretty fascinating. It's, I think it's one of those things you can't judge it until you're there. Again, Outside of politics, I, 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 don't, I don't get into Chinese politics much. I try to stay out of United States politics, a little on Chinese politics. But today we're going to talk about some opportunities in Chinese stocks. I'm going to name a bunch. I'm going to go through a bunch here in the charts. And I, I think it's important for us not to ignore the fact that the second largest economy in the world is still one of the fastest growing economies in the world. And the big picture is that, that growth, even though it's slowing from where it was three or four years ago or even five or six years ago, it is still much higher than any other nation its size. Uh, and that's impressive to me, uh, that they continue to grow at this pace. Because normally when, when countries or stocks or it might be get to a certain level, that growth typically slows down, which it is with China. But it is still, again, as I just mentioned several times, one of the fastest growing countries in the world, even though it's the second largest economy. So I felt it was important, you know, going through everything over the weekend. And uh, I came up with some ideas. And we're going to look at those. Uh, but first and foremost, I should have said this right away. I hope everybody had a wonderful long moral weekend. Um, they stayed safe, got to see family and friends. Uh, I, I know just watching the basketball games, the playoffs, seeing full arenas again. Man, it gives me chills just seeing people back together enjoying life. It is, it's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy how we take that for, we took that for granted and all of a sudden it was pulled out from us. Uh, and now it's back. And man, I hope we never take the ability to interact with people and the freedom that we have. 
due to you know the the, the government post shutdown. I mean, I really, it's pretty amazing to see things back to normal, and it's 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 happy. So I hope everybody else is smiling too because it's it's pretty darn cool. So let's get into it. Uh, first, I'm gonna take a look here. I'm gonna pull up the S&P 500 where we're at today right now. You see here the S&P 500 is up like one tenth of percent. The markets gapped open today higher, uh, and then we kind of sold off, and, and they're actually down for a little bit. Uh, and now, as I just mentioned, we're up a little bit here in the S&P 500. The Dow's up a little bit more, up four tenths of percent, up 143 points. The Nasdaq's down one tenth of percent, and then the Russell 2000 is kind of in the middle, or actually percentage-wise, is, is doing the best, up six tenths of percent. And I'll pull that up right now. The Russell 2000 ETF here, uh, IWM. You can see this is the actually the, the small caps here, the best performers right now, up eight tenths of percent. If it closes here, this is the best close that we've had. Uh, in a month, you know, going back to the end of um, end of April, so that's uh, that's a good sign. Yeah, I've had some calls with uh, some clients this morning, and, and I'll tell you, we're talking more and more. But you look at these charts, and uh, it looks pretty darn good. So, the market overall looks good. We got uh, Bitcoin at around thirty six and change. Uh, we have seen the volatility really decrease here a little bit, uh, which I like. I, I think the longer, I think I said this on Friday. The longer Bitcoin and altcoins and the cryptos consolidate, the better it is to me if there's a breakout because it's just going to have this, this coiled spring just continues. And keep in mind, Bitcoin ran up so much where it was last year to, to where it is today, it's still up several fold. Like you have to keep taking consideration how much is run, it's come down, yes, uh, but I, I, I still think there's huge upside potential. As I've said many times, could it hit 30,000 again before it hits 60 again? Could it hit 25 or 60? I have no idea. Could it 24 at 60? But I do think we retest the highs, and I do think, again, uh, a very attainable goal in the next 12 months, uh, maybe sooner, maybe 18 months, is 100,000. Uh, and then so from this level, a little less than a three-bagger. Uh, so there, there's definitely some upside opportunity to that. So let's get into uh, the China here. And I'm going to pull up uh, an ETF here. This is the uh, Crane Shares uh, uh, China A Fund. And just look at the chart. You can see it pulled back with everything else, topped in February, not everything else, with all the growth stocks, if you will. Uh, pulled right back to huge support here around 42, uh, and now it's on its way back up. Um, you can look at the iShares China as well. Pull that uh, up here real quick, uh, just to give you a different look at it. Here we go. Uh, MCHI is the symbol, and my computer's, of course, moving a little slow here today. Uh, but we'll see this in a moment. But you can see the chart while this is loading. Uh, that is breaking out, it's moving, and it's really moved in the last uh, month and a half here. So uh, to me, that's, that's a great sign. And of course, I apologize, I need to reconnect. I have the worst luck with the internet every time I do this show. I, I think it's just something like somebody's messing with me right now. But uh, we'll reload that chart back up. And again, we're going to take a look at a bunch of charts here in a minute. Uh, but I, I, I'm curious for people that are watching here on YouTube, comment below. Don't forget to like and subscribe as well, but comment below. What percentage of your portfolio, that's a question for the, for the uh, week, what percentage of your portfolio is invested in Chinese stocks or ETFs or funds? I'm, I'm just curious to see what that is. Uh, let's go back here. So here's MCHI. Again, you can see the pullback to here and then popped up. You're seeing big bounces. and Today it's up 2.3%. So I pulled up a Chinese ETF here on the side and I just ranked it um, by uh, uh, revenue growth the last 12 months. So let's go through here. And the first one that comes up is NEO. Most of you know NEO because I've talked about it a lot. It's, it's a big company. It's in the news. It's not, it's not an you know, unknown stock if you're in the market. 
but you know, you take a look at Neo. This is it's a pretty big company. Uh, it, it's about sixty-eight and a half billion dollars. Um, it, it is a often referred to as the Tesla of China. It's an electric vehicle company. What differentiates them is a few things. One, the reason it's up this big is they just came out with uh, deliveries and uh, they had very strong numbers and uh, it, it's really sending a lot of the uh, EV stocks higher this morning. Uh, they had 95% annual increase in May deliveries. So May, year over year in May, deliveries were up 95%. I mean, that's, it's tough to argue with that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, that's some really, really good growth. But what differentiates them from uh, the, the rest, in my opinion, though, is when it comes to NEO, not only are they a leading electric vehicle company, their business model is a little different, where Tesla is basing it around uh, having batteries and these supercharging stations where you could charge it very fast and, keep, and get it to go. NEO's working on an angle of, instead of pulling into charging, it's a battery swap. You replace it. So you pull out your battery and replace it with a fully charged one. You put that in there, that charges, and people just keep swapping out batteries. I love that aspect, and I think that's where the, the entire industry will go. The only problem with that becoming mass-produced and, and becoming the norm is you need to have the same type of batteries because not all vehicles use the same type of batteries. So you can't just go to a charging station. So NEO, say they set up NEO swapping stations, and it's just NEO cars. I think Tesla's so big, they could set up a Tesla swapping station if that's what they choose to do. I, I don't know if there's any, uh, I haven't heard any talk about Tesla doing that, but I love this business model of a swapping out versus sitting there waiting for your, for your car to charge. And I do think it is eventually where it all goes. So I like the fact that Neo's doing that uh, ahead of things. And you look at the chart, I'll pull the chart back up here. Uh, take a look at Neo. It's, it, it took a hit, it was around $67, pulled back to low 30s, but back up to 41.56. I do have some exposure to this. Uh, I won't tell you how, but I have some exposure to it. Uh, but I tell you, if it breaks above these low 40s here, I think this could really run. But this is one of my favorite long-term plays uh, in China, number one, uh, in electric vehicles, number two. So this is a, a double whammy here for me. All right, let's keep going down the list here. Uh, and this is just based on uh, revenue growth. I'm going to just get rid of GSX. GSX Tech, I just don't like the chart, I don't like the company. So let's go down to the next one. Again, these are in no specific order, just based on revenue. So I didn't put these in any order. Uh, Bygene, and I've talked about this one in the past as well. Uh, BGNE, this is a, um, a Chinese biotech. And if people know me, follow me, uh, you, you know my past with China biotech. I was one of the first people to come out and actually uh, put that in a radar of many people. And we've had massive success with that. Had a stock that we just sold that was up over 100%. Uh, Bygene's been in a portfolio for a while, up well over, it's a couple hundred percent. We have another one up a couple hundred percent. It, and it's still, to me, in the very infancy stages uh, versus the biotech industry here. And uh, let me just show you something real quick. So you see Bygene, and then you take a look at XBI, which is a S&P biotech ETF. Look at the difference. The biotech stocks in America have gotten crushed since that February high. Uh, you take a look here, Bygene's not, off, not far off an all-time high. Uh, about to close, if it closes here, the best close since February. Right now, it's at the best price since February. That's impressive, folks. So I, I love what I see here at Bygene, uh, and that's a company I think has, has much more long-term upside. Uh, the next one is uh, Pinduoduo having a hell of a day as well. My lead us up over 12% right now. This is an online uh, uh, e-commerce company uh, over in, in Asia, China and Asia, but it does some uh, business outside of China as well. 
again, this is one for me where it's, it's, it's an overlooked company. I mean, it, it's a big company. It's a $175 billion company. And, and again, a lot of people haven't heard of it. That's, that's a really big, big company, folks, if you think about it. And uh, I, I just love the growth that it has. I love the upside potential. Uh, it's in such a great um, uh, sector. You know, it's estimated to have about 18 billion in sales this year. By 2023, you're looking at nearly 33 billion. That is huge growth. Uh, losing some money this year, uh, but looking to turn profitable uh, next year, 2022, it's first annual profit, 53 cents a share. And then by 2023, a buck 72 a share and just takes off from there. So, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk about this path to profitability. I don't care that they're not making money right now because for me, they're reinvesting that and you're seeing great top line growth. And you want to see long-term, obviously, profitability at some point because you need to turn a profit or the stock's not going to follow. You see this happening with this company. And, and I see, again, huge upside potential. All right, let's keep going. Billy, Billy, B-I-L-I, B-I-L-I. But the symbol's B-I-L-I. Again, look at this breaking out to a one-month high. It's up about 4.7%. Uh, this is a gaming company. This is a way to play gaming in China, uh, in Asia, uh, and, and that whole continent. Uh, again, you take a look at this chart, folks. This is a very nice looking chart. Again, a company that the majority of American investors have never heard of, but it's a $42.5 billion company. And, and again, uh, nice growth potential when we look at it. Uh, estimated uh, um, revenue this year, just over $3 billion, but by 2023, $5.9 billion. So nearly doubling in two years. Uh, again, path to profitability. It probably won't turn to annual profit, maybe 2023, if not 2024, but it's got that path to profitability. And again, let's take a look at a long-term chart here. A lot of things have pulled back, but again, look at that long-term chart. And again, I have some exposure to this stock in different ways as well. Pinduoduo do have some exposure to that stock in different ways, just for full disclosure. Uh, but again, uh, very, very interesting companies, high growth that it's tough to ignore. Next one on the list is... I don't mean that DayQ maybe, uh, DayQ New Energy, symbol DQ. This is a solar company. It, it's listed as semiconductor, but it, it has semiconductors, but it's in a solar business. Um, let me show you the long-term chart here. You'll get an idea of just the, the, the huge moves this has had. You go back to end of 2018, $4 stock. It was up at 130 earlier this year. So to pull back to 78 where it's at now, hey, man, you can't go straight up. So uh, this is a stock, again, I have some exposure to in different ways. Uh, the pullback here, I, I think it looks great here in the pullback. Solar's not going anywhere, and the solar stocks have gotten beaten up quite a bit. Uh, this, again, this is a company that, again, a lot of people haven't heard of. Not nearly as big as the others. It's only about a $5.7 billion company. Not tiny, uh, but it's nowhere near the size uh, of the other uh, companies I've talked about. It is making money, which is awesome. Uh, it, the growth isn't as high, but again, it's making money. So this is a company that it's a little different than the others, but boy, it's, it's in a hot sector that I think uh, could continue. Uh, the next one here down the list, uh, this is Tal Education Group, uh, TAL. Chart's very ugly in the last couple of months. But let me zoom out and show you the big picture here. Again, this stock has had a hell of a run. It peaked out in February and it's just gotten crushed since then. There's been some uh, crackdown uh, by the Chinese government on the education stocks. And so that, that coinciding with the pullback in growth and innovation and Chinese stocks in general really hit this company. Uh, but when I look at the, the financials on it, it's tough to fight any type of potential regulation. It's still a $26.5 billion company. So it's, it's still a really, it's a, it's a big company, folks. You take a look at, at growth from, I mean, yeah, I mean, the growth potential is there. Last year at 14 cents, uh, uh, earnings per share at 14 cents, 
uh, and, and that's fiscal year 2021. It was a fiscal year. So fiscal year 2024, looking at $2.21. It's a huge, huge gain. Just think about that. You look at the price of the stock where it's at. You have revenue going um, from about 6.2 this year estimates uh, to two years from now, about 11 billion in estimates. I mean, unless this crackdown really just destroys the business model, I mean, uh, this could be a great buying opportunity. I don't know. It's, it's a little risky because it's fallen so much, but it is one I think you want to put on a watch list and keep an eye on. I have no exposure to it right now, but it's one that there's risk, but there's huge upside potential they can get over the hurdles that they're facing right now, regulatory hurdles, that is. Uh, the next one here is Alibaba. Uh, most people know about Alibaba because it's just it's one of the largest. It's probably, I think, if I had to guess, the second largest company by market share, about a $595 billion company. Um, it's, it is the world's largest online mobile uh, commerce company uh, based on um, their GMV, gross, uh, geez, GMV, gross merchandising, merchandising value, I think. Anyway, it's huge. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It is enormous. Uh, but the stock has gotten hit again. But we're looking at a snapshot here about nine months. Let me zoom out and just show you, you know, longer term, this has been a big winner. It's, it's been one that we have some exposure to. Uh, we talked about IPOs. Remember last week? Look how it ran up, pulled back, and then took off. To me, I mean, look at this long-term uptrend here. Great support at 200. Bounced right off it. Yeah, I mean, that looks pretty darn good long-term again. I, I just, it's, the more and more I look at these stocks, folks, I got to tell you, they're looking pretty darn good. Uh, here's Joy, J-Y-Y. Uh, and again, this is a, a company that probably never heard of. It's not nearly as big as the others. about $6 billion company. It's basically a social media platform is what it is. Um, it, it has... It uh, lets people interact with others. It has entertainment on it. Um, it's, I don't want to, I guess you'd kind of call it, not like Instagram here, but maybe something like that, a Snapchat, something, you know, some type of social media. Again, it's gotten hit. It was up around 150. Now it's, it's lost about 50% of its value. But let me zoom out and see where it's been. You zoom out a little more. Um, you can see, you know, it, was at, it was in the teens. It was in, at, back in 2012, it was a $10 stock. So it's at 76, so you're still up quite a bit. With this one, it's, it's a little different um, because this pullback, as you can see there, I see it two ways. One, you have great support right down here at 70, so maybe it's a nice nice opportunity here. Second, it's fell on 50%. That's a, that's a hell of a hit. The company is expected to turn a profit this year, just like a penny. Uh, revenue about $2.9 billion. Uh, two years from now, revenue up to about 4.75 and Earnings per share at 3.23 a share. So basically, from break even at 3.23 a share in two two years, it makes it look cheap. But again, uh, I don't. I need to look more into it as to why it pulled back so much. But uh, it is one again, just to maybe keep an eye on. No exposure to that. Next one is GDS Holdings. This is uh, basically a data play on China. Uh, again, you look at the shorter term chart here, but let me zoom out and show you the longer term. I mean, look at this below single digits in 2017, up to you know where it was here over 115 dollars not too long ago. Pullback. This is a company, again, I have some exposure to in, in one way or another. Uh, GDS Holdings, about a $14.2 billion company, uh, but it's, it's data, data centers. Just think about the, data is a, just an enormous play, in my opinion, because uh, we keep creating more and more data. Think about the China and the data they're creating, it's, it's enormous. Um, revenue, about $1.23 billion this year estimate, about $2.12 in two years from now. Doesn't have the growth as high as some of the other stocks uh, that have been mentioned. Could have a, a profitability uh, two years from now, 2023, so it has a path to profitability. And again, down here, it's one of those, those plays where if you believe in this company and you liked it at 110, 115, and now it's at 70, 76, 
looks pretty darn good. <laughs> so it's something to keep an eye on. You know, could it go to 60 before it goes back to 115? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nobody knows, uh, to be honest with you. But it, it is one that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, next, we'll take a look at, again, these are just an order of, of revenue growth the last 12 months. ZTO Express, this is a logistics play, uh, trucking logistics. Again, look at IPO, 20, down to about 11, now 38, came back, 38 again, now 31. Choppy chart, you know, to say the least. Uh, but it's, it's a company that, again, probably most people have not heard of, uh, which is ZTO Express. About a $26.2 billion company, so it's not small. Uh, but, you know, logistics, delivery, warehousing, uh, aviation, does some financing, a little bit of everything, honestly. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a big player. And it's estimated to make about $0.93 cents a share this year. Up to about a buck forty-four two years from now. So based off that, uh, valuation is not bad at all. About $4.88 billion in revenue expected this year. By 2023, $7.18 billion in revenue. And remember what I just said, how big it is, uh, 26.2. So it's, it's not horribly mispriced. I mean, it's not the greatest valuation looking just at the numbers. But again, you have to keep in mind the growth that, that these companies have. So they're going to be a little bit higher when it's based on traditional valuations. We'll do a couple more here and we'll wrap it up for the day, but I just want to keep giving you as many as possible. JD.com, uh, many of you know I have exposure to this in one way or another. Uh, this is one of my favorite companies long-term out there in any industry anywhere. Uh, JD is a big company, $121.5 billion company. It's China's second largest e-commerce company. I just think it's so overlooked. I, I, this company, I think, is just, it's, just, it's just misunderstood. I think there's so many things. About a buck seventy per share this year in earnings. Two years from now, 344. Uh, nice growth there. Obviously, it's doubling in, in, in two years. Revenue this year, 149 billion. Two years from now, 217 billion. Again, keep in mind, 122 billion on market cap. So that means, based on uh, the next 12 months' revenue, it's trading at a forward price to sales ratio of 0.66. Folks, that is low. 0.66 forward price to sales. And a growth, I mean, I just think it's mispriced. I think there's just, I, yeah, I, I, either I'm missing something or I'm a genius. Uh, I, I don't know. And, and I've been both. <laughs> so we're going to see how it goes. But I got to tell you, man, I, I, I'm loving this. So I'm just going through here. I'm just going to pick one or two more out um, as we go through uh, just to kind of go look at. I'm going to show you one here that because it's, it's the chart's a little different than the other ones. Uh, this is Yum China. So... Many of you know Yum Brands here in the United States. Uh, it's uh, the owner of restaurants, and but this is the China division of that. So, uh, big one over there is going to be uh, KFC. There's over 7,100 stores over there, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, Pizza Hut, over 2,300 stores over there in China. Uh, it also has some smaller ones you may have heard of, Little Sheep, uh, Taco Bell you've obviously heard of, uh, Coffee and Joy, La Vaza. Um, so it basically, you know, they have the, the brands of Yum here in the States, but they uh, run them overseas. Just under $29 billion market cap. Uh, yeah, obviously, the stock's done really, really well. If you look at the numbers this year, looking for about $10.1 billion in sales, going up to about $12.2 in two years. So you're not seeing the growth you will with some of the internet companies. It's, it's different. It's restaurants. But about 2 bucks a share this year, two sixty-seven in two years from now. Um, you know, it's not... It's not that expensive of a company, and it's, it's a nice exposure to the middle-class consumer in China. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty, pretty interesting company. What's next on the list? Uh, Weibo, another internet company. This chart jumps out at me because the chart looks really, really nice. WB here is a symbol on Weibo, and I may be pronouncing some of these, but it's just under a $12 billion company. 
And uh, it's considered the largest social media platform in China. Um, as of the end of 2020, it had 521 million monthly active users and 225 million daily active users. Just think about the, 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 the sheer numbers there. It's just fascinating to me. Um, about 269 a share this year, up to 361 in two years. 2.1 billion this year, maybe 2.6 in two years from now. So again, not as high as growth, but I do, I gotta tell you, I like this chart. Let me zoom out here a little bit and show it to you. You know, it's just not got a huge run and pull back and maybe it's forming this base to work its way back up. Uh, if it's going to, I think it's gonna take off from here because that 45 is kind of building this new kind of little uptrend, if you would here, and it needs to hold above that. So uh, that is one uh, to keep an eye on as well. And uh, let's just go down here and see what else is on this list and maybe do one or two more. Uh, this is Li Auto, L-I. This is a, a competitor to NEO and Xpeng. I don't like it as much as NEO, but it's one that, that I do like. Uh, and see it's rebounding quite a bit. Uh, Xpeng's the other one. They came out with some good numbers just last night as well for growth in May. Uh, e, uh, XPEV is a symbol on that one. Uh, Xilabs is another one of the ones we have exposure to in the Chinese biotech area. Uh, it's had some great news as of late. It's had a heck of a run. You know, let me zoom out a little bit. I can show you. I mean, look at this. Look at this run. I mean, goodness gracious. And again, I still think that the Chinese biotech is uh, just getting started, folks. So I know I just poured a lot at you. Uh, we've exposure to a lot of these stocks. Uh, and, you know, none of these are buy and sell recommendations, just sharing ideas with you. Uh, because I think it's important to look at the potentials outside of the borders. Think to yourself, if, if you met with somebody, uh, a German person, let's say, you know, the, the largest economy in, in uh, Europe, and they said, uh, I only invest uh, in German companies, or 90% of my money is invested in German companies. You're like, crazy, why are you investing overseas everywhere else? Somebody in America said, oh, I'm only investing in U.S. stocks. We have a great country, the greatest in the world, but there's opportunities elsewhere. You have to diversify outside of that. Um, and, and, and I think you have to put your political views aside, if you can, uh, when it comes to some of these countries such as China and if it's about you know diversifying my por portfolio protecting your portfolio looking long term growing your wealth uh, you, you can't ignore China you just simply cannot ignore it so I hope you enjoyed the show feedback please uh, questions below, or for the question of the week below what percentage of your portfolio is invested in China I can't wait to see this I think it's gonna be all over the board some are gonna be too high some are gonna be too low but it's gonna be pretty cool to see it all but uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. It's June 1st, folks. Get out there and love life. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, 10 o'clock here in Nicaragua right now, a.m., so it's noon back, back home. We're back east. Uh, it's, I've been up for like six or seven hours now. It's just wonderful. Life's good. I mean, I'm staring at the Pacific Ocean out there. Uh, get out there and enjoy it. Be safe, but get out there and enjoy it. I just pulled up here the S&P. I'll show you real quick. It's basically flat. Uh, so we're flat today. It's one of those days, heck man, we got what, four hours left in trading? If you're good, get out there and enjoy the rest of the day. But by the time you're watching this, the day's gonna be over. But anyway, maybe you subconsciously heard me. Again, thank you so much for watching from the bottom of my heart for the support you've given me over the years, support that you'll continue to give me. Uh, I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, I do this for you and I, I couldn't have more fun doing it. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the uh, coolest things in the world to love what I do and to try and help people every day and uh, educate you and uh, Bottom line, again, have fun, be healthy along the way. So thank you very much, but have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll be back Friday morning. Be safe, go out there, hug somebody, tell you you love them. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. The Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.